So fall is one of my absolute favorite seasons, and pumpkins are one of my favorite foods. They're so versatile. You can have them roasted as a soup, pureed, uh, well, I guess just roasted and as a soup are my two favorite preparations. I couldn't think of anything else. Um, But they pick up other flavors so well, and they're like sweet, but not super sweet, and just what a great depth of flavor. So why are they called one of the three sisters? Well, um, three sisters refers to maize, uh, which we talk about in episode two, pumpkins, and beans, which we will eventually get to. They were all grown together, and it's this great little ecosystem of give and take um, of the different nutrients. You know, they each thrive off of a different byproduct that the other one gives off and they takes them out of the soil so it's and all are great sources of vitamins and nutrients you can make your whole diet out of that and people often did um the indigenous peoples often ate a diet of mostly um squash beans and maize so when did they first start planting these things together Well, pumpkins were domesticated between 7,000 and 505,000 BC in northeastern Mexico and the southern United States. This is actually a type of botanical berry. Um, Squash as a whole um, is a um, taxonomical group, but we're going to be focusing on Curbita pepo, which is what the modern pumpkin, well, the most popular. Um, those are the orange ones that make great jack-o'-lanterns, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, it's wonderful. Now, the orange ones are orange because they're a super high source of beta-carotene, which is vitamin A. Also, you know, as someone who wears glasses, I'm all for sources of vitamin A that are delicious. And it every time we come up with one, I'm like, oh, that's, mm, yes, one of my favorite foods. Ironic, isn't it? Um, the two differences between the groups of squash are that summer squash have soft, edible skins. And winter squash, like C. pepo, have hard outer shells that help protect the inner fruit um, from you know, freezing and going bad. They can grow well in frost weathers. Pepo um, is the oldest type of domesticated squash and one of the oldest types of domesticated food. Now, where did we get pumpkin from? If it, and, you know, Kabita, Pepo, like, where is this coming from? Well, pumpkin comes from Pepon, Greek meaning large melon. Now, melon in the time of the ancient Greeks just referred to something large and round, which honestly, that could be literally any food. That's such an overarching term. Um, from there, it 
um, evolved into the French pompon. Uh, the British took that to be a pompion, and the Americans said, no, nah, that's a pumpkin. And we called it pumpkin. Um, squash, the word squash, comes from the Massachusetts word. Uh, I do apologize. I'm going to do my very best. Ascuta squash, uh, meaning eaten raw or uncooked. Um, some types of squash, such as zucchini, um, are, are able to be eaten raw and uncooked. And many parts of um, even pumpkin plants can be eaten raw and uncooked. For example, pumpkin blossoms, which we here in America do really enjoy stuffing and frying. But honestly, are we wrong? And if we are, do I want to be right? Anyway, as we said a little bit earlier, pumpkins are a great source of vitamin A. They're also an excellent source of vitamin C. So you're not going to get scurvy and you're going to be able to see excellent things. Um in modern um, medicine, well, in semi-modern medicine, um, folk medicine, I guess it's technically not medicine. I don't have a Sawbones episode for this one, but pumpkin is often used um, f- as a food that people with stomach troubles um, can eat it because it's considered easy to digest. Now, as someone who often has stomach troubles... I know it's odd for a host that is so about food, right? Um, I can attest that pumpkin does make me feel better. And it might just be because it's in pie form, but it does make me feel better. But I often give it to, you know, dogs uh, or my cat um, when they're having tummy troubles and it seems like it clears everything up. So, how did pumpkins get from the new world to the old world? It's kind of like the potato and in that we're not really sure how it made it across the ocean. It's thought that um, someone brought calabasa squash to Spain and then from there through trade routes to France and then England. That's someone being our neighborhood bumbling idiot Columbus um, by bringing dried seeds over that were then, you know, planted and sprouted. Um, They grew really well in England and um, northern Europe uh, because calabasa squash is a winter squash. So um, it, you know, it did well in that kind of cold, uh, rainy environment. Um, now it's also thought that it may have come over the, the, not squash, but pumpkin specifically came to Europe, uh, via the time of the pilgrims. Um, but this was not as popular in Northern Europe, uh, because it was very cool and damp and pumpkin tends to be a little bit softer. It's not quite a winter squash. It's not as as hardy as, say, calabaza squash, and so it didn't do very well. But it's also thought to have come over um, via seeds. So, how is a spooky, besides being generally related to 
uh, you know, people put pumpkins out. I thought we'd get a little bit into the tale of the jack-o'-lantern and how how did that become, you know, popular. So it seems that people tell the story uh, of Stingy Jack. So in Ireland, and I'm sure parts of Scotland and Wales and England, in the moors you see these um, ghostly kind of lights. Uh, this is all through research. I've never witnessed this, although that would be killer. Um, ghostly kind of lights out on the moors. It's thought that um, different gases coming up spontaneously combust, and you know you get these little lights. But it's also thought that these lights originate with Stingy Jack. Stingy Jack was a tight-pocketed man who once went out for a drink with the devil himself. When it came time to pay the check, Stingy Jack said to the devil, Well, I don't have any money, so why don't you turn into a coin and I can use you to pay for our drinks? And for some reason, the devil said, All right. So Stingy, he turned, the devil turned himself into a coin, and Stingy Jack picked up the coin and put it into his pocket next to his crucifix. Therefore, the devil was trapped as a coin in Stingy Jack's pocket and could not get out. He was also very uncomfortable being so close to the crucifix. Later, Stingy Jack released the devil and forced the devil to promise not to bother him for one year and that when he died, that he would not take him to hell. The devil agreed, and Stingy Jack let him go. Later that year, when his year was almost up, Stingy Jack convinced the devil to climb up in an apple tree, where quick as a rip, he spread holy water on the tree and surrounded it with small crosses. The devil was stuck in the tree. Stingy Jack said he would let the devil go if the devil promised not to bother him for ten more years and still promised not to take his soul when he, when he died. The devil agreed to this, very annoyed. Stingy Jack died a short time later, but he wasn't a super great person, so he didn't make it to heaven. When he arrived at hell, the devil... Perhaps reminded of all the, the times that Stingy Jack had trapped him and forced him to be let alone, said, Well, you're not welcome here. I've got nothing for you but this small candle. Forlornly, Stingy Jack took the candle and hollowed out a turnip that he readily kept in his pocket for eating and placed the candle in it where he thereafter wandered the moors for the rest of the afterlife. You might be thinking, a pumpkin is not a turnip in any way, shape, or form. And we're going to post some of the first jack-o'-lanterns up on the Instagram so you can see how truly terrifying these things are. Um, absolutely frightening. 
Um, so you might be thinking, well, how did it get from a turnip to a pumpkin? And what does that have to do with jack-o'-lanterns? So you, a little bit more to the story. You know, people would place jack-o'-lanterns, um, first called Jack's Lanterns, and then referring to Jack himself as Jack of the Lantern, would place similar lanterns, turnip lanterns, outside their homes uh, during Halloween to frighten away Jack, to keep him away from their homes. And as the Irish immigrated to America, um, pumpkins were much larger and easier to carve and so became more popular. And that's how, you know, we have our jack-o'-lantern tradition today. Now, jack-o'-lanterns aren't the only spooky season or fall season activity. Um, there's also pumpkin chunkin', which is uh, a Midwestern favorite. I'm sure that other people enjoy this sport as well, but being originally from the Midwest, I know that it's from there. You grow a pumpkin as large as possible, you construct a catapult, and then you waste perfectly good food by seeing how far you can throw it. But uh, it's great fun, and it's in the name of science, so it can't be too, too mad. Um, pumpkin patches, pumpkin picking, all great fall favorite foods. Uh, foods. <laughs> fall favorite activities, and of course... After a great day of pumpkin picking, you want to come home, you want to do something with all of that food, you bake it into a pie. And honestly, pumpkin pie is one of my favorite things to make during the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, super quick and easy, and we're going to dive right into my favorite recipe. fourths cup of granulated sugar, one teaspoon of ground cinnamon, half a teaspoon of salt, 12 fluid ounces of evaporated milk, a quarter teaspoon of ground nutmeg, two large eggs, one can or 15 ounces of pumpkin puree, pastry for one nine inch one crust pie. Um, you can substitute um, the pumpkin puree with 15 ounces of roasted pumpkin if you're making this recipe after a day of pumpkin picking. Mix the sugar, cinnamon, and nutmeg in a small bowl. Beat the eggs in a large bowl. Stir in the pumpkin and the sugar spice mixture. Gradually begin to stir in the evaporated milk. Pour the entire mixture into a pie shell. Bake in a preheated oven at 450 degrees for 15 minutes. Reduce the oven to 350 degrees and bake for an additional 40 to 50 minutes or until a pick in the center of the pie comes out clean. Pull on a rack for two hours. tried and true pumpkin pie recipe 
or if you'd like to take a peek at those terrifying turnips that we're going to post, check it out. Um, we're on Instagram as at Blunder Kitchen and on Twitter as at Blunder KTCHN Pod. Thanks for listening and uh, see you next time. <laughs>